0: Are you ready? A shot of wrestling episode 137. When we go! Step
1: up to the break, we got MJP and Green Man is the brain and champion chip team. From my land to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up to date news on the wrestling scene. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live. The best you got from the fans to the bears and the hinder crown, so take a shot.
2: Oh, yeah, so take a shot. Oh, so take a shot.
0: Damn. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one, thirty-seven. Of a shot of wrestling. I am your host at Michael J. Putty. Hope you all had a great week. Unfortunately, Green Man is not here this week. His three week run has come to an end. Green Baby is not feeling that great, so Green Man has to be a green dad and take care of his green son. So he is not here. I am flying solo. Plus, start the show off like we always do with this week's wrestling replay. Unforgiven. September 17th, 2006. From the Air Canada Center from Toronto, Canada in front of 16,105. Johnny Nitro, with the beautiful Molina, defeated Jeff Hardy to retain the Intercontinental Championship in 17 minutes, 36 seconds. Kane went against Umaga, which ended in a double countout in 7 minutes, 3 seconds. The Spirit Squad, represented by Kenny and Mikey, defeated the Highlanders to retain the World Tag Team Championships in 8 minutes, 59 seconds. The reunited D-Generation X, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels defeated Big Show, Vince and Shane McMahon in a handicapped Hell in a Cell match in 24 minutes, 55 seconds. Trish Stratus defeated Alita via submission to win the Women's Championship in 11 minutes, 34 seconds. Her record-setting seventh championship and what ended up being her last match. Ren Orton defeated Carlito in 8 minutes, 41 seconds. And in your main event, John Cena defeated Edge in a TLC match to win the WWE Championship in 25 minutes, 28 seconds. With the stipulation being, if Steena had lost, he would go over to SmackDown, which I guess was a bad thing back then. People would be dying for that now. Huh. That was Unforgiven. Why did I mention Unforgiven? Why did I pick this, this week? It was Trish Stratus' last match. Last time, Trish Stratus went against the iconic Lita, one of the most epic rivalries in the women's division. Two of the best of all times. Two of the best of all times that I happened to meet at Comic-Con this year. That's right. My man, Z, and I always go every year. We usually go on like a Saturday. Maybe Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. He, he got that one year, the three-day weekend. He couldn't hang, so I had to go by myself one on the Sunday. But he's like me. We hate crowds. We hate large group of people, especially people who can't walk. People walking really fucking slow. It was just really annoying, really inconvenient to walk around those large crowds because you can't get any fucking anywhere. So he had a brilliant idea to try it on a Thursday, the first day. So yeah, we decided to get out a shot this year. Much better. Not great, but much better. The crowd was thinner. We could walk around a little bit more easily. So that worked out, I guess. But Thursday morning, as I'm getting ready, I'm trying to look, who's there? Because the cast of Boy Meets World, the beautiful, beautiful Topanga is going to be there Friday. I'm going on Thursday. Damn. But Finn Balor, Sasha Banks, and Bailey will be there only on Thursday. There's my chance to meet those people. Didn't feel like spending the money. I think it was 50 bucks for an autograph. Uh, I think it was 50 for a photo op. I don't want to spend that much money. For Sasha Banks, Bailey, or Finn Balor? Finn Balor right away, no. Bailey or Sasha Banks, maybe. But I saw Trish Stratus was going to be there. Alright. Didn't really have much money on me. Wanted to go to the ATM. My friend didn't need to, so he ignored my pleas. So we went to the city. I thought, like, let me stop at an ATM there. You know, there was no ATMs anywhere near me. Like, son of a bitch. This was a sign. Don't get money. Don't spend money. Just enjoy yourself. And, you know, don't spend useless money on these Funko Pop figures. They just collect dust. And you have no room for anymore. So I said, alright. Whatever money I have in my pocket is going to Trish Stratus, and that's it. Long and behold, we walk around. We see some Funko Pop figures. I... Control myself. Don't buy any. I see some fun, cool ties. I buy a couple of ties for like twenty bucks. Buy a couple of shot glasses and some glassware for twenty bucks. So now I'm forty in. And lo and behold, here it is: Trish Stratus and Lita, along with the man they call Sting and Christian. I'm not a big Sting fan, as y'all know. loyalists know. So I'm not gonna mark out for Sting. I would mark out for Christian. I did a little bit, but I met him. I think it was two years ago. Great guy. Get a chance to meet Christian. Definitely worth the money. Awesome guy now there's Trish Stratus and Lita. Lita was there last year. I think Lita was the year before that. Trish Stratus was not. This is her first year at New York Comic Con, as far as I'm concerned, anyway. So here's my dilemma. Do I get a Trish Stratus autograph and picture with her, or do I get a picture with Lita and Trish Stratus? Yes. I had to suck it up. Went to the ATM within the Java Center at Comic Con. By the way, the, the fee was fucking five bucks. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, this is why I wanted to go before I left to the city. Fuck you, Zia. Sucked it up, did it. So now I have enough for a picture and autograph with Trish, or... A double photo with Trish and Lita. As I'm standing online I'm debating, I'm debating, I'm debating. for friend of mine stops by out of nowhere. Rich, ClickTick Williams comes by. And he actually agreed with Zia saying how, once I display my 8x10 autographs, or I had something special for them to sign, just go with the picture. So I opted for the picture with both Trish Stratus and Lita. You know, you couldn't go wrong either way. Great money spent. A little bit too much. You know, didn't feel like spending too much money that day, but you know, the uh young Makajaputis was thrilled. Trish Stratus was amazing. Trish just is a sweetheart. She engaged me in conversation. She asked me how I was doing. She loved my jacket. You know, I had like a brief couple, you know, wasn't too long, wasn't too personal, but it was a conversation nonetheless. Lita, on the other hand, she was too busy talking to people who were not online, asking her questions about stuff, which is fine. You got you to gotta reel them in. You got to sell them. So she's just working her angle, trying to make a buck. But then their pusher says, oh, it's time to take a picture. I got a, a smile. I got a handshake. I got a high. You know, not a big deal, but Trish Jadis was very more personable, which very happy about because you know Trish Stratus is my number one. love being Trish Stratus. I took a couple pictures. Of course, I look horrible at every picture. I'm not very photogenic in general. Plus, woman took the picture straight up. They didn't even tell me if she was taking the picture. I would maybe try to hide my double chin better. Hide my paleness. If that's a possibility. But no, you see my double chin's on full display. I look so white. I didn't even want to post it. I showed it to a couple people. They said it looked pretty good. Clearly, they were lying to me. But I posted it anyway because it's fucking Trish Stratus and Lita. So, got my picture. As I'm leaving... Once again, I say goodbye to Lita. I say goodbye to Trish. I'm like, thank you so much. Truly an honor. You know, by the way, the little kid in me is freaking out right now. Trish replies, he held your composure. I couldn't tell. Good job. Big smile on her face. My man Zia went right after me. Trish didn't talk to him. Trish didn't engage him in personal conversation like she did me. Not for nothing, uh, I think me and Trish are getting pretty serious right now. Watch for me at the Hall of Fame red carpet next year. Trish, RSVP plus one. Okay? Fantastic. I mean, I don't need to go to any more Comic-Cons because I met Trish Stratus. I mean, there's nobody else who would go to Comic-Con that's on the level of Trish Stratus. Episode one of A Shot of Wrestling, me and Green Man give us our top three. And she was my number one of all time. Very close. Very close race. But Trish Stratus was my number one. And uh, yeah, well worth it. Truly a highlight of mine. Oh, met Jeff Jarrett and Trish Stratus in 2018. 2018 is a fantastic year for Michael J. Putty. If you want to see the picture, you know, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Michael J. Putty. I posted it. Low end, behold, wouldn't you know, Trish Stratus herself replied to me. Oof, man. Wow. Okay. Wow. Now I'm marking out. Oh, man. That's fantastic. Trish Stratus knows I exist. Okay. Ooh. Trish Stratus re- personally replied to me. I'm done. There's nowhere else I can go from here. Ooh. Fantastic. <sighs> Talking to Mike the bartender downstairs. He didn't know who she was. I can go on and on about this. My assistant in the corner is telling me to wrap things up. Okay, I'm rambling on. So let's move on. Thank you, to Trish Stratus. Thank you, Alita. Highlight of my life. A moment I will talk about until episode 2037. Off a shot of wrestling. But moving on. I mentioned a couple weeks ago I pre-ordered WWE 2K19. I wasn't going to. I She totally forgot about it until someone mentioned it. I don't remember who it was or where I read it. But the pre-sales are going quickly. Especially for the deluxe Ultimate Woo edition. That's what I wanted. So I just want to get my hands on a Hall of Fame ring. You get an exclusive Ric Flair Funko Pop. I'm sure I can get that anywhere. There's a little mini plaque with a piece of Ric Flair's robe, which is fucking badass. But I don't need it. I, I could do without it. I'm fine. But for some godforsaken reason, I wanted that ring. Thankfully, credit was invented, so I put it on a credit card. I actually, totally forgot it was coming out until last week. So now I'm, looking- I'm waiting. I'm like, all right, great. Next Friday, October 5th, I'm getting WW2K19, and cannot wait. Now, originally, I set out to pick it up in store. because I don't work too far from a Best Buy. I got it from Best Buy, by the way. Usually when I order stuff for Best Buy, pick it up. Save time, save money in shipping, whatever. Something happened with my transaction. It was, I didn't even know what happened. I don't remember. It didn't get processed correctly. So I do everything all over again. And I noticed that shipping was free for some weird reason, shipping was free. And I forgot to change it over to in-store pickup. So I'm getting shipped. Okay, that's fine. I get a notification Wednesday night, Wednesday evening, product hasn't been shipped. No information is available like all right can't wait three-day weekend i'm gonna spend my whole time playing w2k19 mid comic-con I'm coming home on the train and i check my phone and the shipping information has been moved over to saturday october 6th now i'm getting it delivered to my job my job that is closed on saturdays ah, so fucking pissed like i should have got a fucking in-store pickup what's wrong with me i uh, i'm beating myself up my whole weekend's ruined so fucking pissed but some sort of miracle. If you follow me at MogJPody on Instagram or Twitter, you know it's already. The video game gods, the wrestling gods shined upon me. I actually got my package on Friday. Anyway, long story short, I got it. I've been getting hit up left and right for the WWE Supercard show, whatever the fuck it's called. Exclusives. Like four people have hit me up, tell me to give it to them. So now I don't have to do with this. I don't play that game, but I have four people who want it. What do I do? Give me your suggestions. I'm thinking maybe give it a giveaway. Give a raffle off, because uh, maybe half these people don't listen to the show. They probably just search the hashtag and decided to hit me up. If you're listening to my voice right now, episode 137, and you play that super card game, whatever it's called, and you want my exclusives, hit me up, Makaji putty on Twitter, Instagram, slide into my DMs, and we uh, may work something out. I'd rather give it to someone who's listening than some schmuck who is not listening and just trying to take advantage of me. That's my week. Boys, a great man is not here. However, he still has an interview for you this week. This man changed the landscape of Lucha Underground a couple weeks ago in one night. This guy has not appeared on Lucha Underground except a epilogue clip all season. Yet in one night, he wins the Gift of the Gods Championship, cashes it in, and becomes your new Lucha Underground champion. Wow, Talking about what happened. Epic episode of Lucha Underground. This guy looks familiar. Don't know why, don't know where. Couldn't even think of where I knew this guy from. Why don't you fucking know Marty the Moth Martinez? Former tough enough contestant. Season five with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now I remember him. Yes, yes, yes. This is an interview I'm looking forward to. You do not want to miss this interview with the current Lucha Underground champion, Marty the Moth Martinez. So green man, take it away.
3: Family, welcome to another exciting edition of a Shot of Wrestling the Interviews. If you haven't done so already, follow us on all forms of social media at a shotter Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram and Shot of Wrestling No A on Twitter. You can get in contact with us via email as well. That's inbox at a shot wrestling.com or dial it up 619-343-3005. Any of your comments on a shot of wrestling hotline. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and you will be kept to notice of all new episodes coming to you every week. Now we say it time and time again that wrestling brings us together and today is no different. Today, we are joined by former Tough Enough contestant and the new Lucha Underground Champion Marty the Moth Martinez. How are you, champ? Welcome to the show.
2: Oh,
1: I am doing good. You just got to get used to staying it, brother. Because uh, I'm the champion. I'm going to stay that way for a long time. Now, oh, it feels good.
3: It's good. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. I've been a fan of the Lucha Underground product, and I think it came along at just the right time in professional wrestling because it was a time where you know the main product was kind of stale, and we needed something more involved with characters and storylines, and it just came at the right time. And then your character just evolved into something that I am glad to say I'm a Marty the Moth guy. You know. <laughs> How, has, well, been the, how has the evolution of your character for you been?
1: Uh, very crazy. I, I love it. Um, I started out really as a guy begging Dario Cuero for a chance to get in the ring. And now I'm the Lucha Underground champion with two gorgeous butt kickers next to me and Chelsea Green and Mariposa. So the tables have done a full 180 and it's looking good for me. I will lie.
3: Well, let's start back from the beginning. When did you fall in love with professional wrestling?
1: Actually, it was at my grandpa's house when I was in the late 90s uh, during the Monday Night Wars. So I didn't know anything about wrestling before that. Not a clue. I came. In fact, I bought my grandpa's house when he passed away. So I'm leaning mm-hmm. on the exact wall that I first saw wrestling.
3: Interesting. Um,
1: but I—it I, was NWO was beating up somebody. So it was late 90s. And I had no idea so much about wrestling that I didn't even know there was like a yellow and red Hulk like hulkamania I had no clue i always knew like it was the black and the hollywood hogan mm. um so that's what i started that's what the people that i grew up on and started to realize i had no idea about the history the vast vast history um before that but
3: okay so before wrestling what were you into as as a young kid
1: uh sports and video games um i played football i had some football scholarships i played football wrestling track and lacrosse in high school Wow. And pretty much after that I was video gaming and Chasing girls
3: at that time. Wasn't much time that. <laughs> well, you know, they usually say like the best four years of your life are either your college years or your high school years. Which one would you say were your best four years of your life? The last four years of my life. Oh, the
1: last four? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Nice. And it was weird. Um, I actually joined high school wrestling because I thought it was going to be me jumping off ropes and doing what I do now.
2: <laughs> and then they handed
1: me a singlet and some ear pads. And I was like, this isn't what I thought it was, but that's the whole reason why I did that. <laughs> did you <laughs> stick around with it though? Um, I did. Yeah. I, I went to state. I don't think I did anything at state because I was more concerned about girls, but uh, I was actually pretty good. I was a, the to uh, be team captain for like three years or wow. something like that. Um, I was all right, but I was like 145 pounds. So all those people are like, I want to put on weight. I just can't. I'm like, I was 145 pounds in high school, like senior year. So you can do it.
3: Yeah, no, for sure. Now, you're a pretty ambitious guy. The guys like you make guys like me kind of rethink what we did in our 20s, (laughs) because you made a lot of adult moves in your early 20s, like buying a house, starting your career as a stockbroker, and breaking into not just the business, but then making it into like the main, the main stage, like uh, as a tough enough, uh, contestant, are there any other adult moves or milestones that we've missed there?
1: Um, I bought a second house. Um, I started a few companies, uh, with my supplement company. I, well Twitch isn't really adult, but Hey, it's an income stream. I, I've, I, I've opened up several other income streams. I've essentially made a brand.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: That's
1: really the most adult thing I think I've done is kind of made uh, whatever brand that I can, That's
3: but crazy uh, yeah,
1: bought a house and open businesses
3: as um that kind of upbringing and that kind of goal setting was that instilled in you as a child by like your your parents and your role models, or is it just something that you know it's just you who you
0: are
1: actually, a whole lot of personal development um I'm the only one out of my in my family who's actually got a college degree or really did much in college. Um my dad, I just learned he's he's still working like fifty one years at the same job. Um and he is the hardest worker I've know. He's like I think he even got a plat for like twenty five years of not taking a sick day or something what? like that. Just because oh he's gosh. insane. Yeah. He he's one of those hard working Mexican dudes. Yeah, that he, he that's all he knows. In fact he, he can retire now. He should have retired years ago, but that's what he knows is working hard. So I picked that up from him. Um, but really, it's just I, I always kind of dreamt big. And I never really thought I could do it until, to be honest, tough enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, ever since, I just haven't looked back. And it's been, the, like I said, the best four years of my life.
3: Well, now being in your, your four, best four years of your life, what are some of the goals that you have set now for yourself for the next four years?
2: Um, 20,000 a month.
1: Uh, that's my, one of my goals I have. I'd love to be on Twitch with a great community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have some sub I have supplements. I'd love to get them out to more people really it's just expanding my brand is my biggest goals. Um, helping more people with my supplements and helping more people on Twitch hanging out with me, uh, I'm going to come out with a workout program as well. I really oh, help cool. as much people as possible. Doing as much things as I can and putting out as much content as I can so people can make a community and have some fun. That's really my goal at the end is help as many people as I can and doing it by getting exposure through professional wrestling and ripping people apart, stabbing people through for- with forks. Kind of a crazy way to get to the end goal, but if people watch me stab somebody in the face with a fork or maybe they'll watch me play a video game and maybe they'll – help themselves with a shirt or yeah. a, a supplement or maybe change your mindset to actually say, hey, maybe I can lose those extra 10 pounds.
2: Yeah,
3: no, so for sure.
1: A cra- crazy way to get there, but uh, that's kind of the end game.
3: And all these things that you're doing, they obviously take a large amount of your time. How do you create the balance between starting these new businesses, being a professional wrestler? I mean, for a long time, you were also a stockbroker. It's not till recently that you um, – put an end to that part of, of your career. But, um, how do you find the balance?
1: Um, you make the balance. Honestly, if you, I always believe that, uh, if you want something, you'll make the time for something Mm -hmm. or if you like, you'll put the effort into it if you really want it. So like with college and I always, and college and work, I just always kind of made it happen. And same with when I was working and professional wrestling, I always just kind of, I I work and I go straight to the road and I drive 12 hours. I wrestle a show, get right back on the road, drive back, go right to work. Sometimes straight from the car. Um, it's just I was needed to pay the bills and that was my stockbroker job and I needed to chase a dream and so that was the the road time and the fly time. Uh, so now that I have had some success in that field and other fields, I've opened up some income streams and now. It's just to the point where I'm working on stuff that I enjoy doing.
2: Mm-hmm. And now
1: literally my whole goal in life is just to make as many things that I do involving my girlfriend now. So now we're working out um, together on Twitch. And then now uh, we're doing the supplement company together on Twitch. Now she's, I take, bring her out to me the Lucha Underground on uh, when we do the finales. It's great when you can actually prioritize your life and like, mm, this is what I really want to do and actually go for it. Most mm-hmm. people are like, I just have to get to Friday.
3: And I mean, Creating a balance also, you mentioned your girlfriend, your lovely girlfriend. I mean, women take time in your schedule as well. So what do you guys like to do for date night or like how do you keep the romance going in, in that department?
1: Well, the good thing and the bad thing about being a professional wrestler is that I'm gone a lot. Um, that gives me a lot of time to miss her Okay, and vice versa. But then when we get together, we just really want to spend the time with each other essentially doing nothing or mm. building something together like the, the twitch the supplement company um and these different avenues she has uh, some some of the moth like uh, workout mats that are going to be coming out because we're doing this stuff uh working out together uh building something together when you're doing activities with like your best friends that's really what you want to do in life anyways Hang out with best right. friends and have a good time so that's what we try to do is just hang out and essentially either build something or do absolutely nothing. And that usually one that unfortunately usually wins is doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> there
3: next to each other. <laughs> How did you guys meet?
1: Uh, actually through an old friend. So she used to date an old a friend for ever. And that was her big crush. And then it just didn't go right. And there was like a year or two where we were both parting around each other and it just happened. So yeah, just happened. Actually, a few shots of wrestling,
3: a nice night out, and bada bing, bada boom.
1: Actually, it's so funny because I she doesn't care about wrestling. She doesn't care. Oh, you're on this TV show or that TV. She doesn't care about that. She hates that stuff. Um, but uh, oh, I was going to say, I always give her crap because we she broke up with her, with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and we started hanging out for about a year. And right before I went to Tough Enough was when we started getting a little bit more serious. And then when I got back, she had like the two months or whatever that I was gone, uh, where she started she could think like, okay, maybe I do like him. So I always give her crap from now on. I'm like, oh, I only you only liked me since I was on TV <laughs> on Perfilo, and she gets so angry because she hates wrestling. <laughs> she doesn't even like wrestling at all. So that's what makes you so angry is because oh, like, oh, I went on TV.
3: Well, while we're t- talking about Tough Enough, um, you were the favorite to win that Tough Enough reboot. And if it wasn't for your ankle injury, you, I, I thought you, and everybody thought you would have won. I always believe that everything happens for a reason. Um, a guy that believes in faith and everything happens because of a certain design, a certain way, maybe you're supposed to learn something from these experiences. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like you learned something from that experience and that tough break?
1: Absolutely, 100%. Actually, that ankle, I'm so excited. My, my ankle broke that time.
3: Really? So excited.
1: Absolutely. Um, because I was doing very well. And I'm not... Okay, we're going to go into a psychological thing here. For go for it. Uh, but I was bullied when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I always had confidence issues. Granted, I, I, I graduated from college and bought a house. But that was all stuff my mom told me to do, not stuff that I wanted to really do. Okay. Um, I wanted to be a wrestler. So then when I went to uh, WWE Tough Enough, and I was always wrestling, I'd, I'd been working for seven years by that time. When I go there and I stand toe-to-toe to Stone Cold Steve Austin um, and have that experience, after that, he gives me the number and says, hey, you would have won.
3: Uh, mm, wow. And I
1: could literally say Stone Cold said so. Because <laughs> I, that's what he said. He was like, hey, honestly, you would have won if that wouldn't have happened. Like, okay, that's great. I'm maybe you would have always, you could have told that to anybody, but uh-huh. it's something that I took like, Hey, I actually could have. And the funny thing about that is going back to the bowling when I was younger, I'm like, Oh crap, I really could have been a WWC superstar professional wrestler. Oh
2: mm-hmm. shit.
1: So that started me just started thinking, well, I had all this time with my ankle broken. Like what else could I do? And that's where all this stuff came about where I started seeing like what I really loved doing. And that's where I started trying to get out of stockbroking as fast as I could. Mm hmm. So well, I do. does everybody thing happen for a reason? Absolutely. And I think without me breaking that ankle, I would have not come to those realizations and actually have the confidence to try these other things that I'm enjoying now. So absolutely.
3: Gotcha. Gotcha. Now you mentioned you were growing up in the Attitude Era and Stone Cold, huge part of that era. Um, how was it having him as a coach?
1: Oh, fantastic. Uh, actually, so I had a very much uh, compartmentalize or a D I guess, what's the word D come part, uh-huh. there's a word, word. yeah something <laughs> like that but uh I had to always focus on okay this is my coach and not some Steve Austin there's only a few of my times where I, we let ourselves down is when, when John Cena came um that's and we had an all a big night of we all just ate and actually had some drinks they didn't want to show that on the tough enough because oh the man of the company John Cena was drinking yeah um but that was, like, the only time I actually let myself relax and, like, oh, we crap, I'm here with all this. I'm here at a mansion. That's
3: insane. But other than
1: that, I had to, like, compartmentalize all that. And luckily for me, I was never in the bottom three, so I didn't have to stand face-to-face when he was trying to make something happen out of me. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
3: so
1: <laughs> that would have been a lot harder. So, uh, But there was definitely a lot of decompartmentalizing.
3: Now – We've had some people who've been on Tough Enough before on the show, and then there's the aspect of Tough Enough being a television show as well. Um, How much of it did you feel was part TV and part actual uh, a contest to get a WWE contract?
1: Um, I thought it was definitely real that the people were getting contracts out of that season. Um, I was never told anything as far as like, hey, you should go do this. However, on some interviews, it would be like... Matt Cross, da, 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 da doesn't this make you angry? I'm like, well, not really. Are you <laughs> sure this doesn't make you angry? They were trying to, at the that was like the first day, they were trying to see what stories they can make. Um, I guess do some inception mm-hmm. and see what they can make. But uh that's as much as I really saw as far as planting or
3: gotcha. And in, in your and time. In your short time with Tough Enough in the WWE, I'm sure you mentioned John Cena you crossed paths with. I'm sure there are a lot of other influential people who came around you. Is there anybody who made a big impression on you or you got a lot of guidance from during that time? Um,
1: who made a big impression on me With Me was uh, a Big Show. Okay. Uh, when you're back there, everyone everyone's very – usually keep to the self, were very nice, but uh-huh. – uh, Big Show, I'd always go say hi to everybody. And he'd seen me there for three shows. And he's re- actually the reason I got my first WWE tryout was he just saw me at so many places. And he's like, w- Where are you from? And then I told him the situation, what was going on. And he's like, And he brought me in and got me my first tryout. So he definitely sticks out to me as a stand up, awesome man.
3: We hear Big Show's a good guy.
1: Absolutely. John has always been uh, very, very kind hired uh, John Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember it's been so long since i've been in the back of the room.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was looking out for you uh but
2: yeah
3: you've moved along too. a long way along from uh the wwe and tough enough and you've done a lot within your time and lucha underground like i mentioned earlier came at the right time it is a tv show with wrestling in it and like I said, I've been a fan from season one. Marty the Moth character has been amazing. Does now being champion, does that carry over the same responsibilities as any other promotion does? Like, do you become that locker room leader? Or do you have to step up and are people coming to you more for advice on how to become that champion?
1: Um, I've been... I feel like everyone's there like, as a team, just really supporting each other. That everyone I've seen people give each other advice, whether they're champ or whether they're just a mid-card or what you say, like a, a beginning guy are coming in. Because everyone usually gets to their spots. Like, I'm the champ now, but I was the first guy wrestling or the guy that lasted two minutes a, a couple seasons ago. Mm-hmm. And it kind of seems where people kind of get their turns. Um, as long as they just work hard and put on a good show. Everyone seems like they get their turns. And so everyone kind of seems very supportive of everybody, to be honest. It's okay. one of the only locker rooms that I've actually been to where most of the people are actually like together and not into these separate little cliques where they all hate each other
3: mm-hmm. gotcha. or
1: fighting for a spot. I never felt like, oh, I'm a target on my back or anything like that ever since I've been the champion now.
3: Everybody's just very supportive on your success. Absolutely. Cool, man. That's good to hear. Um, You have an acting background also. Um, Another, like you have a lot of things going on, which is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But your acting career, I'm sure, prepared you for a role in Lucha Underground. Does anybody come to you for advice because you have that background, because you're also, um, you know, getting into movies and, you know, you're on sets and things like that?
1: I've had a couple of people when it comes to like the acting scenes ask me for advice just because I do have that acting experience. And honestly, I think that acting experience is what made this character really happen because I've kind of created this own character with the acting. I think mm. without these vignettes, without mm-hmm. the vignettes and the success of the vignettes that they had, because I, there's the vignettes aren't long at Lucha Underground, which is what I love, but they're, those 30 seconds that are there are usually pretty impactful. Yes. And, I, and I think these vignettes created exactly what this character is. And that wouldn't have happened without the acting backgrounds and uh, the work behind there. So I'm very lucky actually. It's kind of funny how everything kind of turns out and helps me get to the end goal. So I love that how acting finally turned around and became useful for me. Um,
3: is there any upcoming uh, projects that you're working on that we could see uh Casas is on?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um with, okay, there is one uh one TV series coming up by Lucre Films. Um I am playing a essential kind of like uh a, a mob boss essentially. So it's kind of fun to get played. play. I'm always the bad guy in everything. Okay. So, I don't know is it my face or what. You know what
3: tell me what it is. You're you're a great um, heel. You've, you you sh- you have a great <laughs> track record of being the bad guy, but the bad guy everybody loves to love that's right well actually
1: i've seen so many comments since i've uh won the title of people very much not very happy that i won this title by the way i've loved it but actually a lot of unhappy people with it
3: well do you feel like you're being typecast now in in, like being that uh bad guy role or do you want to do like more like romantic comedies one day
1: honestly
3: i love being the bad guy okay good good (laughs) It's so he, I don't guy. know
1: if, um, yeah, I don't know if I've really been typecast much except for like, Oh, he's the big guy. And usually most movies make the big guys usually dumb jobs. Yeah. Um, so I think that will just come from any big a guy that's worked out a weight once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as typecasting I don't think I've really been typecasted I'm just, I really love being a bad guy and that's what they see me as. So I'm okay with it. Even if it does happen. <laughs>
3: Cool. Now, we were talking about Lucha Underground and everybody's very supportive. Since it's more around a television production kind of a show, does the talent have the opportunity to contribute creative ideas to what's going to be going on? Or are are you guys just kind of just given scripts and like, hey, this is the direction we're going with. You guys go have a great match.
1: Uh, We don't even get scripts, actually. Um, We usually show up um, at the lobby at nine, get sent to the place. It's a TV show, so holy crap, they have catering. That's not the usual thing at a professional wrestling place. Mm. Um, well, except for like the bigger place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's super cool. And then we just find out uh, that just like a regular indie show, um, they write it on a whiteboard and write Puma versus blah, Marty the Moth versus blah. And then uh when they were doing camera camera TV text to kinda explain what kind of what story or what they want out of it real quick and we kinda figure out the rest to be
3: honest. Gotcha. Oh, that's pretty cool. Could we ever see so, Lucha Underground travel?
1: Um, we did travel with uh cricket, um, to there was looks I think there was like two California places and then we went to a place in Houston, which is I believe where El Rey is.
2: Mm-hmm. So we have
1: traveled before, but it was on cricket's all oh, ideas slash their dime. So Got it. it's happened. So never say never.
3: Yeah, I would love to see that all the way on the East Coast. That'd be great. Now, traveling as a wrestler is a big part of your life. And by now, you you must be a pro at it. You know, you must know <laughs> how to be the perfect packer. Never miss a flight, you know. Um, any tips that you have for people who who need help traveling? <laughs>
1: Um oh, if you travel frequently, I highly suggest people get the uh what's it, it's like eighty bucks a month, but it's or not a month, I'm sorry, eighty bucks a year, but it's the pre not the pre
3: check, it's the one past that clear, clear.
1: Um if if you guys have it, your airport, New York that definitely should have clear. If you guys have clear yeah, we do there? have
3: clear and we have um I don't know, it's like you go straight pre-check. through yeah, pre check. Yep. Yeah, I got both of those. Oh my god, that
1: thing has saved me so many times. Really? Uh, my so wife's I'm been re- like
3: re- killing me to do it because she she just recently got it because she travels for work and stuff. I'm like, "Eh, I don't need it. You know, I kind of like arriving to the gate early. I'm expecting the long line. I like getting there four hours early so I could chill out by the bar before I board my flight. You know? There we go. (laughs) But (laughs) but she's like, no, I want to get, you know, I got things to do. I want to get there like two hours before the flight. Just go right through everyone and get to the plane. I don't think I ever,
1: I usually go an hour. I, like granted, I've missed some flights, but that's not because of the hour thing. I usually go an hour or two hours before the flight. Uh, depending on which airport it is, in in, in Utah, I can go an hour and be just fine uh, to the airport. So that's that pre-check thing. I just slide right in. All I got to, I don't even have to bring out my ID anymore. Uh, so it gets you through so fast. If you're a, a traveler, a long time or extensive traveler, I highly recommend that. Yeah, and a good pair of headphones if you're not. Either way,
3: I might have to just swallow the bullet and just do it i hear that it's like interviews you
1: like to drink at the bar man if you drink at the bar then there's no point you're not in a rush to get there anyway no, i'm not i, I kind of just like to lay back
3: you know so, so that's it. not
1: a big rush for you for me i literally just want to get to the gate and I, I love being there early but at the gate i feel like stupid if i'm not at the gate by a certain time like it, i have to go there first no matter what so i know mm-hmm. exactly where the gate is or else i will miss it and i recommend it to anybody find your gate first
4: and yes. then go do
1: whatever the heck you're going to do. Yes. And then so now you know how to get back to it. Because yes. I found so many times where it's like, oh, snap. I thought it would be right
2: here.
3: Well, this show is a, is a show from the fans and to the fans. And what kind of fans would we not be if we didn't go to a few WrestleManias? So from going to all these WrestleManias, we kind of learn like the do's and don'ts on travel. So, for example, like you said, you know, find your gate first and then do whatever else you need to do. When we first started doing these trips, we would go and, like, find a cool restaurant to eat, be like, oh, this is the last time we're going to be in this city. You know, let's go to that restaurant we didn't go to. And then we're rushing not just to the gate, but we're rushing to the airport to get trade in the car, get on the flight. It's crazy. So always find your gate first. Absolutely. Go straight to the airport. (laughs) Go straight to the airport. What do you do to unwind? You know, you mentioned you're a very busy guy. You have all these businesses. When it's downtime, what do you do?
1: What is downtime? I'd love. That's a great <laughs> question.
3: Well, the, well, the new uh, WWE 2K19 video games coming out. You know, is that something you're going to do on your downtime?
1: Absolutely. Actually, it's not even downtime anymore because now I'm going to start doing that on Twitch. Okay. And uh, and now I'm doing my workouts on Twitch. So. I'm actually going to be, ooh, actually, can I announce something here? Maybe you guys, uh, your followers who are on PlayStation could, could participate or help. Yeah, go for it. Basically, I the new WWE game comes out next week. I play it on the PlayStation. Now, back in the day, I loved creating myself. I won't even lie. Everyone loves creating and seeing their own character in the games, right?
3: Hell yeah. Um,
1: but now it has gotten so advanced. I There's no way that I want to go spend that many hours putting in. <laughs> You're right. It, I was good. Like it takes so much hours to put it away uh, or to make it look good and then put the moves in there. So I would love to hold a contest. For those of you on PlayStation, if you guys are creating lucha on ground characters and you guys are going to create Mar the Moth, I want to see your best Mar the Moth. If your Mar the Moth is better than everyone else's that sends it to me. Uh, that means moves or whatever. Just impress me because I'm going to change it. And my girlfriend's going to make it her own anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you win, I'm actually going to send you a free uh, Lucha championship t-shirt that just came out a couple weeks ago when I won. Um And I'm going to be downloading your characters. That's the one I'm going to be playing with for the rest of this game uh, duration. So if you guys are going to be creating Lucha Underground characters, create my Moss. send me some pictures on social media and I'll go check it out. If it's a member, it's only on PlayStation mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm gonna find a way to get you guys to participate and uh, get you guys some free merch if you guys win.
3: That's awesome. Uh, it is. It's like a game within the game. Like the whole creating the your character, creating your entrances. It's gotten so intricate. Like literally, you could spend hours, hours. And you don't hours, have all that so, time. I love that you're letting absolutely. everybody else do it for you. I could create a hell of a party of the Moth. See, that's what I'm saying. And people, Genius. and and it's also
1: super, super fun yeah. to see what people think of me. Like, <laughs> I just, I was uh, playing WWE 2K 18. I don't have the game, but I, we were playing it in Spokane, Washington, on my last show at the after party. And yeah, that's my after party, everybody know. Um, I play video games. And uh, I saw WWE 2K, and they had already downloaded it, and I was fat as hell. And then there was one... <laughs> That had a version of me where it was just after I got my hair cut, which I thought was creative as all hell, where my hair, like some of it was on the side, the middle was just completely cut off. Um, The imagination of what some people can do. uh, That's why I love seeing what people
3: can do on these these, uh, characters. Yeah, that's so cool, man. That's so cool. Are there any other video games you play? Or like, do you read comic books on your downtime? Watch movies? I love movies. Um, so I love Honestly, my whole life is essentially
1: movies and video games and wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, so now uh, I'm trying to find as many ways as possible to make a community out of all those. Um, I love the Marvel, the superheroes. I straight up love superheroes, but I'm not, I hate reading, to be honest. I don't have time to sit and read. Right. I actually, any of the books that I read, I don't actually read them. I put them on audible and I listen to them during my workouts or while I'm traveling.
3: I love audible Um, books. I, oh my the gotcha. last the la- the la- I, and I raved about it on the show. Uh, I listened to the Brooklyn Brawler audiobook and it is just so much better. You got Brooklyn Brawler talking to you about his stories. It's like just a whole different experience. Now you could have your Absolutely. imagination and you're reading the pages, but there's no way you're gonna recreate Brooklyn Brawler's uh, tone and speech while you're reading your book.
1: Audible. And so that's the They're favorite the part I love about Audible is when it's actually like the author or like there's a good narrator behind it. You get into that, right? It's so much better than really? just reading it yourself.
3: The Insane Clown Posse has a good Audible, audible book out, too. Really? Oh, Is that like my God. a documentary? They're insane. Like, that's an experience on its own that's an experience really? is that like yeah. the
1: wrestling experience or is that like their life in music or what it's it's about?
3: everything um but three of their chapters in the middle of that audible book go through their time in the wwe and all the backstories and it just goes on like they're literally telling you the story and they are reliving those moments as they're coming to them like there's no way that you could ever read and have that same inflection in their voice and in the way that they're saying things it, it like i said it's truly an experience absolutely
1: absolutely i and i love reading books too because it's like you're learning from somebody who's already had to go through it so i don't screw up with the same mistakes that they did
3: right now we mentioned before we're in the east coast northeast um scene. the indie scene is blowing up around here um, with promotions like czw gcw but there's just sprawling out all la pro wrestling and how's the wrestling scene where you are because you mentioned you're from utah How's it over there in 2018? Uh,
1: Absolutely horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As far as as a state. Okay. Um, There is one wrestling promotion that pretty much is the one that I came up with uh, or that I came up from. I'm not the one I came up with. Um, but the one that brought me up, there's that one. And literally, that's the only school around. Wow. The, clo- the closest other school is eight hours to Denver or Vegas is six hours.
3: Marty, Marty, so listen, you're you're trying to make it as a pro wrestler. Your town, your state only has one wrestling school. Do you, Why stay in, 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 in a town that doesn't have that wrestling support in that wrestling community where you could go to other locations that are just filled with promotions where you could really get a lot more action, a lot more ring time in?
1: I I already had such, uh, my whole thing was I was trying to get a, my parents told me I I needed to get a college degree and I'm going to buy a house. And then that was my whole focus until I got that done, that nothing else really was a big focus or anything. So, uh, and then I realized, Oh snap, I bought a house already and now Mm. I'm stuck in Utah. So I bought my first house when I was 24. So like, it was just something that was already already happening. I didn't even realize. Oh my gosh, I could have undone that. So, uh, I by the time I had th- thought about that, I, that is something that was in my head: is man, I should just move to make this happen. But um, I would already bought in the house. Actually, those things actually started going around because the crappy thing about having one place in Utah is you only get trained one place in Utah. I Mm -hmm. actually wasn't aware that there was really other wrestling outside of the WWE at that time. Anywhere else, I didn't know there was an independent scene.
3: Interesting.
1: So it's not like some WWE legend came down and started teaching people here in Utah. Um, There's these guys that uh, started a school. It got me to where I am. But it's not like there's been someone who's laid the path um, former, so it's, I had no idea about the indie scene. So for the first five years of my life, I feel like I totally were, were, were wasted because I wasn't growing any. I was, I was wrestling one match a month and practicing six days
2: a week.
3: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you you set your, your roots down there. And I'm sure the purchase of a home in Utah is going to be a completely different price than a purchase home in New York City. Because oh, the prices out here are insane. They're disgusting, like literally <laughs> disgusting. I'm like, why do I live here? I need to move. I see my friends in other places and the huge houses that they have, and I'm like here in like a two-bedroom apartment. That's spacious for New York standards, I must say. But damn, it's insane.
1: And that's another reason why. <laughs> where is wrestling the, highest? On the In California and on the East Coast. So where am I going to move that? I'm not going to be eating, crapping and sleeping in the exact same room.
3: Yeah. Let's talk about one of your other businesses right now. Um, Your supplements. Uh, You mentioned them a couple of times throughout our conversation. Fill me in on how you got involved with them. What's the story behind them? Because I got one and I can't wait to tell you about it.
1: Okay. I'm so excited for that actually. Um, I'm super glad that you got me to try that. Uh, So I've been actually only been public about it recently. I haven't really been hiding it but I, I haven't really been saying it much either. I have Lyme disease. It's a disease that really screws you up, and i, I, I uh, it took me a decade and plus more to try and figure out what the hell it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was diagnosed with, like, ADHD, uh, depression, um, all sorts of diagnoses. If you know anything about Lyme disease, it's very, not a lot of, unfortunately, not enough is known about it. Um, but long story short, uh, I had no energy. I, I had brain fog like crazy. Um, it was kind of like... When you wake up in the morning and you're, like, doing your systems checks, like, okay, I'm home. My name is Martin. What do I need to do today? And that's kind of where I was, like, 24-7. Wow. I was just very tired and very brain foggy. I, so I was really big into energy drinks because I needed to wake up and I needed to go. to mm-hmm. I had school to go to. I had to go to wrestling training. Um, and eventually after thousands of doctors and thousands of freaking dollars trying to figure it out we found out it's actually lyme disease at what
3: age did you Um, find that out
1: this was literally like a, a year and a half ago two years ago
3: oh wow so you went through your whole college career with that fog buying houses being a stockbroker which are very tasking things to do and accomplish and being tired all the time like wow that's insane
1: Uh, I, they gave me a, because they gave me, uh, a diagnosis of ADHD, they gave me a prescription of Adderall too. Oh man. So uh, between energy drinks, um, Adderall for my brain, uh, that's, and actually pre-workout to try and stay awake. It was just, but yeah, I, it was a whole decade of like my, my, my college years were really effective in the years after that until really two years ago is when I finally got the diagnosis of what it actually is. Um, but I, that basically long story short is my guts hates me all the time as well. I have no immune system, um, because it wasn't really absorbing anything. And when your guts are bad, your guts control your immune system. So I was sick all the time too. Mm -hmm. My friend actually let me use some of these supplements. It was the energy one. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: so I'm like, holy shit, how could I get into this? And so because of this and it was, it was clean, it uses this thing called liposomes where if anyone says, Hey, my supplement's great. Well, that's great. Mine uses liposomes. It's the exact same technology that was in my Adderall. It's the pharmaceutical technology that uh, is in all those drugs. Uh, so it uses that technology. We have a patent on that technology. Uh, so basically instead of, if you ever take a multivitamin and gotten like a stomach ache or like you felt sick. Uh, if you've ever if, if taking a multivitamin on an empty stomach mm-hmm. um, or if you're taking multivitamins and your pee comes out a funny color. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just your body's not absorbing a lot of it. Because of these liposomes, it, it got through my stomach. And basically, the stuff that I've been taking, I've actually been absorbing and it's actually been you working on me. So instead of seven energy drinks in a pre-workout just to be awake that day, uh, I've just taken two V3s. And wow. it's all organic, all natural instead of me having to take Adderall, which, you know, there's Adderall in there, which is, it, it, it's great, but it's also, there's long-term effects too. uh, my, I take neuros, So I'm off of that. I took it to my doctor. I took all this stuff to my doctor and I said, tell me what this is versus these 19 pills that I'm taking right now, because I had two bill box, two bill pill boxes of stuff that I was taking. So I'm sorry, this is a long story. No, but it's this is what happened to me. And this is why it's, why I 100% believe in this because without these, I don't know if I'd be where I am because those college and high school years were really tough, really tiring. I, I, there was so much that happened that I didn't take advantage of and my health was so bad. I'm super, I don't, I don't think, honestly, I would have been here without this stuff. So mm-hmm. um, ex- even if I was, I don't know if I'd be to the level of success that I've been to. Right. Um, so this stuff is really kind of, Taking my life to another level, so this is. I just said I need to get into this, and this is where I just started s- selling them to my to anyone who would essentially look at them because it helps people. So if, it's just like going to a Marvel movie when you see a Marvel movie, and it works really good. Or, and the movie, and the, the Infinity War, is awesome. You tell somebody about it, so that's exactly yeah.
3: what happened to me. Well, Infinity um, War is awesome, by the way.
2: It is probably <laughs> my favorite movie about time, man.
3: It is for uh, real, yeah.
1: But it's the same thing. I helped my mom or my uh, friend's mom lose 50 pounds. Um, my friend right here, Robert, is sitting in the room with me. He his he's looking so much better. Long story short, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you asked about the supplements. Yes, that's that's why I, I got into them. That's uh, that's why they they mean so much to me because they've helped me so much.
3: Right, you're speaking um, from experience. So you have supplements for weight loss and we do have supplements
1: for weight loss we have supplements for weight loss uh for better energy for a multivitamin which if you i will throw that multivitamin against anybody and say i will prove you months better and uh we have uh stuff for anti aging as well there's going to be oh, better sweet. stuff coming out for that there's stuff for detox uh we have a lot of the stuff that a lot of people are are taking and my favorite
3: sleep dude that's which, the one like i got took. So the, yeah, so let me tell you about that because um, okay. when we started when we started a conversation before we got on 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 a shot of wrestling, you know, you told me about these supplements and I looked through them and you know, I was skeptical. I got to be honest. I was like, you know, and the one that I was skeptical the most on was the sleep one. I was like, how is this going to make me have a better night's sleep? I don't get it. I don't get what's in it. What, I mean, I don't suffer. I wouldn't say I suffer from bad night's sleep. But what I told you is, um, you know, I have a, a son. He's two years old now. So for the past two years, the regimen that I've been in has been a, a lot different than what I've been used to. So instead of like sleeping till 10 a.m., 11 a.m., you know, because I'm partying out too much. Uh, I'm waking up with a crying baby at 6am in the morning, and he goes to sleep at eight. But I don't go to sleep till like 12 or one. So just like that kind of regimen, I'm always dragging and then I go to work and I'm dragging there. I'm not a morning person. And I tell my wife this all the time. I'm like, dude, I'm just not a morning person. Until I took this supplement. And I literally I just took it last night. I was like, Maybe I am a morning person, but I'm just like my body, like I'm just so used to saying I'm not a morning person because first of all, I took it right before I went to to sleep. It it, within minutes, I already started feeling like a little bit more relaxed. Like I wanted to just lay in bed and just like sleep away. I didn't get much sleep. I got what, five hours, but I woke up feeling refreshed, awake like ready to go i woke up before my son woke up and i was like wait a second like i usually wake up when the baby starts crying and i go to the room and i pick him up but i'm awake before he wakes up and i'm like awake awake i'm not like dragging i'm like i'm ready to start my day i'm like maybe there's something here so it, it was amazing and i can't wait to get like more of it and now it just makes me a believer on like the rest of the products that you do have Because I want to, you know, you're having success with it, and your buddy's having success with it. Again, I'm not like completely dissatisfied with my appearance or the weight loss, but everyone could always be a little healthier, you know.
1: Absolutely, and
2: and it's great
1: because you can't argue with science, and that's what this is. It's just it's the liposome science. It it just makes it work. Um, So I I love that it helps. Admit, like I personally, I like I was saying before. This is I with Lyme disease. I do not have a problem going to sleep. I could fall asleep right now and be totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's just waking up was so hard for me to do. I'd stay in bed till eleven o'clock. In fact, I personally got my job out of stockbroking and worked to a position where I had an outbound call, calling people every day. And which, by the way, sucked. <laughs> but I got to there so I could stay in bed all day. But because right. I started taking this, I started waking up at a normal time, and it was amazing to be feel refreshed. Freaking science. Can't argue with science, right?
3: No. It feels good. I thank you for it. I thank you for introducing me to it. For those out there, um, give us the information where we could get some of this great stuff.
1: Absolutely. In fact, um, for anyone trying to get in any sort of shape, get better sleep or anything, I actually have my Twitch and, my, and a Facebook group. For those of you who are actually trying to lose weight, um, it shows my diet. It shows my workouts. It shows my whole life's an open book. Um, go to martincasals.com supplement. You're gonna see everything on there from my Facebook group. You can all join. I highly encourage you to join. Just say hey, I sent, I, I sent you down there so that people know.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and then it tells you the recipes that my my girl uses to cook. I'm so lucky. I don't have to cook anything anymore. My girl's so good. Um, it awaits and, uh, a
3: man's heart is through their stomach, man. And it works. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. I married a Puerto Rican woman, and ooh, definitely ooh. enjoy her cooking. You got some spicy food in there? Oh, a little bit of everything, Papa. There <laughs> it is. <laughs>
1: but markcasaus.com. Just go to markcasaus.com. All my stuff's there. In fact, if you go join my newsletter, uh, when I get a newsletter out, I'm going to actually be putting uh, 10% off on everything, uh, just if you put on yourself on that newsletter. so And that'll just be information like, hey, I won the championship. I really need to get a newsletter out.
3: That's um, awesome.
1: But yes, yeah, so you'll win free stuff if you go to my website.
3: That's awesome. And we've mentioned it throughout the show. Um, Twitch is the next big thing that a lot of people are joining. uh, And you have a lot of content that you're going to be putting out through it. So what was your gravitation to get your Twitch community moving along?
1: Um, Honestly, it was my YouTube. Um, Mm. I wanted to build my YouTube up. And my YouTube right now is I'm showing my wrestling vlogs, like I'm at WrestleCon, my WrestleMania weekend. Hell yeah. People are always asking me what it's like to be a wrestler. So I figured I'd throw it up on YouTube. But YouTube, you can't just throw something on there and all of a sudden the millions of people see it. Um, it has to grow. So I was trying to grow it with Twitch, like playing some video games, because I love playing video games. And uh, then it just got to the point where which became a lot more fun versus sitting me sitting behind the editing bay and just editing for hours and hours and not really seeing my girl but now I'm actually getting to play video games with my girl because she's a gamer too she likes being co-op and doing all the science stuff she's so it's a creeper. spend time right <laughs> she's a type <keeper> of party <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's, it, people are mentioning it, now I think she's starting to realize it, so now i got to maybe up my game a little.
3: Awesome, uh,
1: <laughs> But I get to do that with her, and it, Twitch just became so fun that I, I might just actually change my focus to Twitch being the one instead of YouTube.
3: Awesome. Well, we want to follow you along in your journey. So you've already mentioned your website. Is there any other forms of social media that you're on? You have your YouTube channel. Your vlogs are really freaking cool. I love your WrestleMania week blog. And if anybody who didn't make it to New Orleans, you kind of wrap up essentially what the chaos on the streets of New Orleans really was. It's insane.
1: (laughs) It was insane. And just the atmosphere on WrestleMania weekend is Something everyone needs to experience once if you're a wrestling fan. I definitely recommend
3: it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, New York is coming up. So I hope to see you in our area very soon. Uh, But is there any other social medias that uh, we could grab onto?
1: Absolutely. I'm literally everywhere. I'm in your face somewhere if you're on the internet. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm on all of them at Martin Casals. Um, I'm on Ring Wars on WGN America, if you watch on Saturdays. That's a fifty-two episode wrestling program. So there's another wrestling program that's running all year long. Mm. It just happens to be on Saturdays. Um so yeah, so I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Really my website is where I'm taking everybody to because then you can win free stuff. My Twitch is on there, my YouTube's on my site, all my social medias are on my site, martincas.com. So check that thing out. Leave me a message on anything. I usually do reply back. If not all, if you're just going to send me something weird, I'm just going to heart it just to let you know I read it. But still, I'm very responsive for my fans. So please find me, write me, tell me what you like in the world. I'd be curious to see uh, what kind of fun stuff we could all come up together.
3: Awesome, champ. Thank you so much for joining us. But we're not done with you yet. We still got a few things to get out of the way. But we got last call. Do you mind sticking around for that?
2: Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good.
1: Stay tuned until the end of this episode for Last Call with Buddy
2: Mott. It's In The News with Michael
0: J. Putty. See, folks, that's why y'all tune into a shot of wrestling week in and week out. Not only... For my witty, comical take on the news, but for Green Man's exclusive interviews this week with Marty the Moth Martinez, Lucha Underground champion, fantastic interview. Thank you to Marty the Moth for your time. Now I'm really looking forward to Ultima Lucha Cuatro. Get into the news. Talking about last week, Batista will be reuniting with Evolution at the upcoming SmackDown 1000 episode. But now, multiple sources are reporting that his appearance may not be a one-off deal. It is speculated that the former six time, six time, six time, six time, six time, six time time champion will sign a contract lasting through WrestleMania. Now if you listen to the show on a regular basis or keep up with the news, you know Batista has said in the past that he wants his final run in the WWE to culminate to culminate to end in a match against Triple H at WrestleMania thirty five. Now, if this rumor, you know, holds up. Looks like the animal Batista is getting his wish or should I amend that by saying it looks like we're all getting our wish batista wrestlemania 35 against triple h wonder if i'll be there oh wait i will be yeah damn right ain't gonna miss batista's last match especially against triple h the king of kings the cerebral assassin these two guys are magic together in the ring a match i do not want to miss especially in person so i am all hyped about batista coming back because all this contract means maybe survivor series maybe even the royal rumble oh, forget about it forget about it i'm all in i will keep you updated i am following this very closely. Welcome back, Batista. I hope more than anybody this is true. Another news. As we showed you on our Instagram, Neville returned after more than a year away. He rejoined Dragon Gate under his old gimmick of PAC. P-A-C. There have been some rumors that he would be returning to the WWE and that both sides were trying to, you know, trying to broker a deal for the last minute. But those talks broke down. Didn't work out. But right now, speculations are running rampant that he will head over to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Apparently, there's a lot of friends over there, and apparently, there's a hot demand by that promotion specifically. Now, the little that I know about Japanese wrestling, from what I've been told, Dragon Gate remains the Japanese number two wrestling promotion behind New Japan Pro Wrestling. But apparently, Dragon Gate's business has taken a huge hit lately. Some recent shows, the attendance has only hit as a high of 50%. Yet, New Japan selling out here and, you know, there, including MSG. So I wouldn't be surprised if Neville... And ship and goes over to new japan pro wrestling well, that's where the money's at that's where the attention's at that's where you want to be unless he's a loyal guy we'll keep you updated the other news there's a story that won't die it pops up here and it pops up there we report it each and every time so here we are again there are plans to implement a tiered system for the wwe network and part of this tiered offering is rumored to include independent promotions on the w network talking about this in the past w is currently looking at hulu's format as inspiration of how they can do You know what they want to do including commercial free programming at a higher of course price tier now the company hasn't officially agreed on any final plans yet as of this recording anyway so anything you see out there right now is you know really merely rumor but our job is to report some rumors you know back in like i said 2016 there was plans of a four-tiered program which would range from free to 14.99 like that was two years ago i'm assuming the prices went up by now probably freed like 19.99 but the higher end packages would offer viewers access to, you know, indie promotions like I mentioned earlier, including Evolve, Progress, and whatever other indie promotions WWE is kind of eating up right now. The bottom line here is would you be willing to pay more money for the WWE Network? I don't think I would. I barely watch it as is. There's so much great content on it right now. So much stuff I want to watch, but somehow I don't get a chance to watch or don't find the time to watch or I'm just too lazy to watch. i just use it right now for the pay-per-views. I don't watch too much of the original programming or the old school stuff, but I know a lot of people who would, especially for indie promotions. Let us know what you would do. Inbox or or hit us up on our social medias. Are you willing to pay minimum fourteen ninety nine for the higher end commercial free, by the way, commercial free product of WE? We will keep you updated on what happens with that. You know the news, WWE will reportedly reveal the location of WrestleMania 36 later this month. The heavily rumored location is, in fact, Minnesota. Now, I read that, not too surprised. I think I was it was about two years ago. I think it was my friend John down at WrestleMania uh, 33 in Orlando. You know, WWE likes to swoop in to set attendance records at brand new open stadiums. Now, Minnesota opened up a beautiful, state of the art, high end, fancy stadium for the Minnesota Vikings, domed, of course. So I told my friend John, it's only a matter of time before they come in to Minnesota. And uh, here we are next year in Minnesota. John didn't want to go to Minnesota, Great Man didn't want to go to Minnesota. So, who does? Are you willing to go to Minnesota watch WrestleMania? I heard Minneapolis, Minnesota, beautiful city, beautiful stadium, beautiful people. Fucking cold as fuck. So, if you want to go, let me know because I apparently have no one to go with right now. At Mugshot Party on Instagram and Twitter, Let's slide into my DMs. And finally, in other news, my girl Charlie Caruso announced on her Instagram that she'll be heading over to ESPN to pull double duty, working for both ESPN and the WWE simultaneously. No, we've had people work for the wwe we've had work we've had people work for espn but not simultaneously she'll be handling sports center updates and the snapchat hosting which means i have to fucking subscribe to espn on snapchat now her instagram post said, and i quote charlie arnold espn what been waiting my whole life to say those four letters so yep here i am officially an espn employee i'm still in disbelief wwe plus espn equals killer combo i'm so incredibly appreciative and fortunate for both of these wonderful opportunities Check me out all day and tomorrow doing Sports Center updates. You know I will. Congratulations to you, well deserved. For those of you who don't know who she is, before WWE she was a local sportscaster in Indiana, Missouri. She was actually the weekend sports anchor in her hometown of Indianapolis, Indiana. So congratulations to her. Hope works out for her. Hope she does not leave the WWE. But uh, congratulations to her. And now I have reason to watch ESPN. That's all I got for the news this week. Now this week's news. We have a sponsor, by the way. This week's news was brought to you by McGrath Pest Control Service. Want to save money on pest control? Prepay yearly and receive 15% off, or refer a new customer and receive 15% off your next service. McGrath Pest Control, located in Houston, Texas, but servicing the greater Houston area. Cathy, Cypress, Conroe, Woodlands, Kingwood, and now the Clear Lakes and Pasadena areas. Dial them up 281 469 8248. If you want to be a sponsor, if you want to sponsor the whole show, or just the news, just Cheers and Heels. Or just the interviews. We are open to accept sponsors. Only via email, though. So, inbox at com. Let us know. We can work something out. But I'm actually going to play their commercial. They sent it over to us. This is a real commercial. Look it up. I have my doubts. I thought Green Man was paying a prank on me. But McGrath Pest Control Services, take it away.
4: My name is Scott McGrath. The day before my eighth birthday, I fell in a pile of fire ants and suffered significant wounds on over 70% of my body. Since that day, I have made a solemn vow to kill every insect on planet Earth. I hate them with the passion of a religious zealot. Speaking of religion, of all the biblical plagues, I hate the locust plague the most. For the last 12 years, my white-hot rage has materialized in the form of my business, McGrath Pest Control. I have harnessed this unforgivable intolerance of insects and released the wrath of my fury on bugs in and around the homes of Houston. I will kill those bugs in any way that I can chemicals, my boot, my bare fist, or any other object that can end the life of an insect. Call 281-469-8240 and give me the honor of killing bugs at your house. I also hate rats and spiders. Go to McGrathPestControl.com
2: A shot of wrestling presents
0: here and here. Alright folks, are getting some Raw right away. Of course, you gotta cheers. That Kevin Owens, Elias segment. I mean, damn, that crowd was hot. I I read somewhere that it was the longest boo in Raw history. That's insane. I don't remember ever seeing anything or hearing anything like that on Raw. Those of you who were not aware of what was going on, or maybe weren't being born then, Seattle Supersonics were a team, popular, well-supported team in Seattle. The arena they were played in was very old, very rundown. You know, the owner wanted to build a new one, but they never did. They never got the support to get a new stadium. So lo and behold, the team left to a new stadium, which happened to be in a new state, Oklahoma City. So I read somewhere, you know, NBA fans never wanted the Supersonics to leave Seattle, but it was all about the Monet. You know, everything's about the Monet, everything money talks so they left. But you know, I never heard Elias get some, such heat. So short Marcus is bald now? We posted our Instagram and Twitter and our Facebook how he got his hair cut around many a time, but he still had a full head of hair. Now he's all of a sudden bald? What the what the fuck is this about? Now if you listen closely you know that I don't really mark out the things they want us to mark out too. But, man, seeing the Brothers of Destruction together in a ring, kicking ass, taking names, that was kind of fucking cool. Especially with Kane being mayor and not supposed to even be there. For some reason, it got to me. Really cool to see the Brothers of Destruction together again. That was awesome. But with everything going on in your universe, you're hyping up for this Australia show. On a subpar level, you got to promote this women's show you guys don't care about only to push towards that Saudi Arabia all-male show, which you guys do fucking care about. The main event on your flagship show is four men in their 50s who are way past their prime, battling it out. This could be like the top of that 9 o'clock hour. This couldn't be the top of that 10 o'clock hour. No, it's your main event. Shawn Michaels and DX. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, DX, going against Undertaker and Kane. Felt like I was 12 years old again, watching it in 1997, which is a lot because I've been 14 at the time. But you know, you get my drift. Smackdown. Is it me or does... Kofi Kingston's shirt gets smaller and smaller each and every week. It started out with the orange pancake shirt with the full logo, then it seemed like it cut off a little bit, cut off a little bit more, and now it's barely a shirt. Is it me or am I going crazy? Uh cheers to my man English, dropping a little basketball reference. Basketball, a classic movie, which combines baseball and basketball, starring in a beautifully Yasmin Bleeth, written starred by the creators of South Park, Jay Parker and Matt Stone. Great movie, check it out. I got a big cheers to Shelton Benjamin getting a match on SmackDown. It's good to see him doing what he does best, working inside the confines of a square circle. Side cheers, you know, The Miz being on commentary only added to that match. Only added to the whole experience, if you will. Now, the insinuated that Lana is cheating on Rusev. Read a couple of reviews about this segment. People are wondering, where are they are going from here? which is a head-scratcher because it's clearly obvious where they're going from here because that conversation ended mid-sentence. It's going to end up with Lana saying, uh, Aiden, I want you to be the manager. Aiden, I want you to sing me out to the ring. You know, it just stopped. Aiden, I want you. And the picture froze. It's, you know, whatever. That's me being a genius. But they are insinuating that Lana's cheating on Rusev. But then they cut to fucking Tom Phillips. You know, that's p- poor camera management. Tom Phillips cheated on his fucking wife slash girlfriend slash fiance. And now he's just like... Uh, uh, an altar boy now? Get the fuck out of here, Tom Phillips. Go fuck yourself. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Where was Samoa Joe? But those are your go-home shows for this month's pay-per-view, I guess? The Super Showdown in Australia? Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Lucha Underground. Started off with Kill Shot versus The Son of Havoc. Big cheers. Now, they've been billions since pretty much the beginning of the season. Weeks and weeks of tension between these two. You know, it did not disappoint, which leads to another match at Ultima Lucha Cuatro in a mask versus mask match. Killshot versus Son Havoc again? Psh, no problem. Sign me up. Look forward to it. Cheers. This week's guest, Marty the Moth Martinez, came out. cut a great promo, actually. Introduced us to Chelsea Green's character, but then he challenged his sister, Mariposa, to his first title defense. Okay. Interesting. Damn. Surprising. A very good match. Was not expecting that. But then afterwards, after he, you know, kicked his sister's ass, he challenged Pentagon Dark to a Zero Miedo match at Ultima Lucha Cuatro. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, But, uh, what the fuck is a Zero Miedo match? Can someone enlighten me at Michael Party on Twitter and Instagram? No clue what the fuck's going on. What to expect. But what's the beef between Melissa Santos and Martin DeMoth Martinez? Obviously, they alluded to something, but... I'm just starting to watch Lucha Underground this season. Don't know what's going on in the first three seasons. So, what's going on? By the way, Sexy Star, who they referenced how Chelsea Green kind of destroyed and eliminated the first female Lucha Underground champion. Yeah, good for her. Congratulations. I thought it would be Eva Lease. No. Some girl I've never heard of. Impact. Who is Ethan Page? Ethan Page aligned himself because he opened his third eye with Matt Seidel. But the name sounds familiar. I think I'm thinking of Hangman page from All In, but who's Ethan Page? Don't know. Enlighten me, at Michael J. Party or inbox at com. Talk about last week, Eli Jackson will come out, challenge, and Luchador. So chill, because uh, who entered the challenge, but the legend himself, La Parka? But like, where'd this guy come from? I heard of La Parka, I played him on a video game, I think it was WCW versus NWO, for the N64, but uh, you know, who's this guy, where'd he come from? And he had Scarlett Bordeaux, the smoke show, scouting on commentary, hyping up Eli Drake, but then Eli Drake walks out after what, a couple of minutes? Bro, Scarlett Bordeaux was all in on you. Very impressed. Loved what you had to offer. But then he walk out? Like, why? You could have taken La LaParca's Parker. La like, what, 50-something years old? kick his ass. Come on, Eli Drake. Tonto, see? Big cheers for the promo between Johnny Impact and Austin Aries. Killer Cross and Moose were, long story short, pre-engaged. So Austin Aries was by himself, came out, answered the challenge to Johnny Impact. Great promo, great character development for both characters. But during the middle of it, Austin Aries asked Johnny who he was. He's been Austin Aries, the best wrestler since day one. But you have Johnny Impact, John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo. He says Johnny has so many names. Like, what's next, Johnny 205? Man, is John Morrison not weight 210 pounds like John Morrison would be a 205 live superstar that's ridiculous which one again shows you they wasted Austin Aries talents in the universe and a couple of weeks ago month maybe even months ago at this point Allie promised my girl Allie from Border Beatdown hey girl Allie promised that she would never let another friend of hers get put into a casket by Sue Young yet here we go Kiara Hogan gets put into a casket but Allie has a breakdown so upset so tortured so torn apart about this and she gets screaming she knows what she has to do now bitch what the fuck you have to do what is it let us know enlighten me i want to know what you have to do now oh man what the fuck's going on Allie? let me know i'll give you my number dial it up let me know please that was your shows this week none of them really sucked none of them were really fantastic it was just eight hours worth of wrestling i watched this week so the ratings went This week's Raw drew a 2.302 million, which is down 2% from last week's 2.35 million and is a new historic all-time low for Raw, beating the previous all-time low of last week's. Raw was number 15 in the night in cable behind NFL Monday Night Football on ESPN, the kickoff show, SportsCenter, MLB tiebreaker on ESPN at 4 p.m., 1 p.m., 8 p.m., and a bunch of cable news. Raw was number six in 18 to 49 demographic, behind Monday Night Football, Monday Night Kickoff, SportsCenter, Center, Monday Night Countdown, and of course, Green Man's favorite show, Love and Hip Hop. SmackDown this week drew a 2.095 million, which is down 4.47 from last week's 2.193, and this is the third least-watched SmackDown since they moved over to Tuesday nights. SmackDown was number ten in viewership for the night, behind MLB Wildcard Card, ESPN, Fox News, MSNBC. Smackdown was number 2 in the 18-49 demographic behind the MLB wild card game between the Cubs and the Rockies. Impact this week's impact drew 190,000 which is down 14.4% from last week's 222,000. It is the second lowest audience for Impact this year, not of all time, but this year. Impact ranked 136 on the cable top 150. Last week the show ranked 111. All shows are down across the board. Bad week for wrestling. And I thought it was because TV shows are coming back. No, it's not. I'm actually wrong here. It's the sports. MLB playoffs have started. Apparently, everyone cares about MLB playoffs. But that's it for their shows. That's it for ratings. Let's get in some go-home thoughts. We are in the month of October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I know somebody who's been affected by breast cancer. Hell, I know a couple people. I'm assuming you do as well. So if you have any little bit, any spare change in your pocket, go to www.comen.org Komen, K-O-M-E-N dot org backslash donate WWE to help the cause. Any little bit helps. It was an action-packed show last week. We didn't really get to cover the whole super showdown in Australia, which is happening on Saturday, October 6th, which means it would have already happened once the show airs. Still, I don't want to waste too much time talking about it, but the SmackDown Women's titles on the line between Charlotte and Becky Lynch. The SmackDown Tag Team Titles are on the line against the Bar and the New Day. The WWE Championship is on the line with a no count out no DQ match. There must be a winner between Small Joe and AJ Styles. There is a number one contendership match for the WWE title shot between The Miz and Daniel Bryan. Of course, headline by Triple H and The Undertaker. But uh, where's Raw here? What's Raw doing here? The Universal Championship is, hmm, okay, not on the line. All right, that's fine the raw women's championship <clears throat> not on the line the raw tag team championships okay are not on the line what the fuck are you doing raw smackdown every championship on smackdown is on the line but yet raw is not delivering you anything but next weekend this is episode 137 next weekend during episode 138 is a very busy weekend here at the shot wrestling it all starts with of course bcw's final judgment you know, you have the All-American American Jack Swagger taking on Azriel for the BCW Championship. The Monster Match returns. You have Joe Gacy, Rex Lawless, Montana Black, and Matt Tremont going against the fourth slot for the king of the Monster Match for BCW. Two huge impact players in former Monster Matches, Logan Black against Billy Brash. The queen of BCW, Faye Jackson, goes against the cannibal Savannah Evans making her BCW debut. Darius Carter goes against Sugar Dunkerton for a future shot. The BCW Championship on the line. Is that not enough for you guys? I mean, it should be, but there is a lot more on the card. Plus, last time BCW had a show, legendary action wrestling LAW invaded and caused a bunch of chaos. Now, will they repeat? Or will the BCW locker room be ready this time? I mean, Tune in to episode 138. We'll, we'll let you know. BCW's final judgment in the Bronx. Tickets are still available. But from there, October 13th, Abyss will be getting inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame here in New York City at McHale's Bar and Grill, 251 West 51st Street. I will be there. mentioned a couple weeks ago, one of the selling points was that you could hang out and mingle with Impact stars and knockouts. So I will be there hanging out with Scarlett Bordeaux, Ali, Congo Kong, Johnny Impact. Speaking of Johnny Impact, Johnny Impact will be hosting a Survivor viewing party at McHale's Bar and Grill this Wednesday, October 10th from 8 to 10 p.m. Johnny Impact is doing great on Survivor. He survived week two. His tribe didn't even need to go to Tribal Council. Even if they did, he's not on anybody's radar. If you are free on Wednesday, October 10th, head to the city, McHale's Bar and Grill, 251 West 51st Street in New York City. But while I am watching Abyss getting inducted to the Hall of Fame on that Saturday, October 13th, Green Man will be attending Outlaw Pro Wrestling in Brooklyn, New York, headlined by the badass Billy Gunn, teaming with Mike Vernon taking on the Spirit Squad. And in your sub main event, Bull James will take on the IWGP U.S. Champion Juice Robinson. Tickets are still available for Outlaw Pro Wrestling. If I wasn't going to Manhattan to the Hall of Fame, I would definitely go ahead to Brooklyn to watch this. But don't just take my word for it. Here's a Bull James, as I say. Bull James, take it away.
3: All right, we're here with Bull James. And if we're talking about outlaw pro wrestling, it's better to not mess around and just hear from the horse's mouth. Someone who's heavily involved in this card because Bull James is going one-on-one with Juice Robinson on October the 13th, Bull how are you preparing yourself for this match?
2: Um, it's funny. I was just um, I was just watching Juice's little interview he did on me, and I have the Boulevard Bullies working on a uh, a little response video right now. So today I spent uh, digging into the archives and finding some old pictures of me and Juice. So look for that to hit the airwaves soon.
3: And that's just the tip of the iceberg because there's a lot of great matches coming up on this Saturday for a La Pro Wrestling. We have Danny Doring versus Monte Kia. Um, Whose brainchild was this one to put these two together?
2: Uh, the owner of Outlaw Wrestling, Chris, he hit me up and he said, Hey, Telemundo uh, is coming to cover the show. And <laughs> they want to talk to somebody who speaks Spanish. So who do we have that speaks Spanish? So I asked around. And the Latino wrestlers that I you know, already knew worked for Outlaw, none of them actually spoke fluent Spanish. So I did some uh, digging around. Uh, you know, who was out there mm-hmm. And Montaquillo won the sweepstakes, I guess So he's uh,
3: he's good to go Bull, 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 bull Oh my gosh I, I'm a little disappointed with you Because the green what? man was available Yo hablo el español muy fluente Yo soy un yeah, let's, yeah, let's, Un amigo yeah. que va a todos lo, lo, los eventos Podemos hacer conversaciones Interviews so, Lo que tú quieras Yo estoy aquí para ti, amigo Look Green man. <laughs> What's up, buddy?
2: They wanted to interview a wrestler.
3: A oh, guy dressed up
2: in green.
3: Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: But uh, if you want, I'll put your green ass next to him on Telemundo and you guys can have a little chat.
3: Por supuesto. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, if you haven't seen our love and adoration for one of the brightest smiles, I mean, we say it all the time when Shawn Michaels lost his smiles, Willow Nightingale took it away um, and she's facing vanity. <laughs>
2: That's
3: awesome! I'm I'm beyond excited for this match. We love Willow. We are waiting to see what these two girls could could put together. What else is on the cards for Saturday, October the 13th?
2: Um. Oh, here. Oh, I know what I'm forgetting. Uh, the Spirit Squad can't forget. Uh, we'll go in a tag team match against the Man of Steel, Mike Verna, and somebody near and dear to my heart, badass Billy Gunn. What?
3: fact that he's teaming up with mike verna one of our personal favorites against the spirit squad if you're not going to this show from just the cards that we mentioned i don't know what you're doing with your life on a saturday evening um (laughs) is there anything else going on that we need to know about
2: um i think the powers that be are still putting together a couple matches so once once we know that uh they'll be announced i'm sure i'll be retweeting it since um, I promised that I would help use my my social media skills to to help them build theirs. Um, oh, and the return of Danny Inferno to professional wrestling. Hey. Inferno, original Super 8 competitor, um, NW, former NWA tag team champion. Uh, he's been around the business for forever. Um, and it was cool that I was able to kind of make that happen with my relationship with both parties. Because uh, Danny's somebody that helped me out a lot when I was first breaking in.
3: Looking forward to it. October the 13th, Saturday. Uh, where are we going to be going? I know it's in Brooklyn. G- give, give me the directions. How do I get there?
2: It is Most Precious Blood Youth Center on Harway Avenue and Bay 50th Street.
3: October the 13th. Like I said, if you're not there, I don't know what the hell you're doing with your life. Um, <laughs> you need to be there. Uh, all right. Bull, thank you so much. We will see you on Saturday. And have a great night, brother. All right. You too, Green Man. Thank you, buddy.
0: Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, hope you had fun. If you are a loyal listener, thank you for coming back. Make sure you like us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. give us a positive review on Podbean or iTunes, wherever you listen to this podcast, we are also streaming on B plus player radio. The show is from the fans to the fans. So uh, get involved in the conversation. A shot of wrestling on Facebook and Instagram. Shot of wrestling. No A on Twitter. Your comments, questions will be read on the air. Inbox at com. And by the way, we have a hotline, 619-343-3005, toll-free, no costs. Please dial up any questions, comments, or concerns. Oh, by the way, Eric Jaden is still waiting for you. So, Eric Jaden, take it away. This is the sexy, same black Eric
1: Jaden, and I want you guys to dial it up at 619-343-3005. And I'm going to give you all my love advice. I want to make sure that you are that sexy Sexy, sexy sane lover that you can beat. Dial it up. 619-343-3005. The Eric Jaden Line, brought to you by A Shot of Wrestling.
0: Season 2 of the Love Hotline. Eric coming sooner rather than later. Watching Trish Stratus go against the here. And I'm just so flabbergasted that Trish Stratus tweeted me back. Oh. Oh, man. Let's get the fuck out of here. For the Green Man, for Eric Jaden, for the Lucha Underground Champion, Marty the Moth Martinez. Until next week, from BCW's Final Judgment, i bring your host at J Putty. Putty out.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last Last call at at the the bar. Oh,
3: All right, everyone, we have made it to the end of the show, and it's not a shot of wrestling without having last call. And back here with us, we have the Lucha Underground Champion, Marty the Moth Martinez. How are you, brother? I'm doing fantastic. It's good to be the champ. (laughs) And listen... It's good to be the champ and be on last call with a shot of wrestling. This is how it works. It's rapid fire questions. The first Whoa. thing that comes to your mind is the first thing you should answer. Are you ready?
1: <laughs> oh, this is going to be bad.
3: All right. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite adult beverage? Uh, whiskey. What is the worst hotel you've ever stayed at?
1: Uh, probably, I don't know the name of it, to be honest. I stayed in a lot of hotels. <laughs> and-
3: All right, we'll pass on that one. Who is your favorite comic book hero? Uh,
1: I want to say Superman, because Superman's my guy, but I got to go with Batman this time.
3: Mm. Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Football or lacrosse. What is the most annoying bad habit people have? Not thinking they can do what they really want to do. What is the best feature on a woman? Uh, I'm a boob guy. (laughs) (laughs) Who is your celebrity crush? Uh, Sandra Bullock. Are you a dog person or a cat person? I got two lovely dogs here. Ah, nice. And finally, what is your go-to karaoke song? Ooh, I absolutely
1: hate karaoke. What? <laughs> I could go up there. I can go up there in front of millions on raw and and talk smack on the microphone, but you get me in front of karaoke. That that shit's scary to me for some reason. I just don't like singing. where <laughs> People don't get it. Don't like it. I don't
3: know. Marty we've had a great time with you on the show but I don't know if you if you're still our friend now after not liking karaoke, but thank you. <laughs> but thank you very much for joining us Champ. Look forward to uh, continuing following your great career man. Thank you very much thanks for having me, my brother.
4: You don't have to go home but you can't stay here.
0: Hey baby, I hear the bell ring hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.